ho, ho, ho. I'm Justin, and this is Talk Junkie. I had zero intention of um, doing an episode before Christmas, another episode before Christmas. I was kind of going to just wait to the end of the year, but I'm sitting, waiting. It's 19 degrees. I'm cold. Uh, it's going to be a while before sun up, and um, i got some free time. And there were some comments and actually some email and some things. And I thought that would be cool. And then maybe just some, I don't know, just some kind of, it's not going to be a super involved episode. Uh, It's going to be just, I don't know, a mix. Um, I'll start. The first thing is I had a video comment. And I don't get a ton of comments on any of the platforms on any of the stuff I used to post post uh but this actually is a video comment and i messaged this person back and i was like hey listen to the next episode and 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 i'll address that i was like you know and listen to this podcast blah 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 but i got a video comment on a weekend rentals uh tiktok of uh you know from one of the retro cults and it uh, was like hey you know when are we gonna get more of this Um, I do plan on doing more retro cult episodes and I want to say that guy's name's like feel the burn, but it's feel the, and then B E R N, uh, that made the comment. But, um, I am going, I'm not saying I'm not going to ever do retro cult podcasts again, because I, I have every intention of doing retro cult podcasts. The difference is I'm just not currently planning on it being two separate shows just because it doesn't seem like I can do enough of the retro cults to justify it being its own show and and, and understand like I, I I prefer to do the retro cult show but to me the retro cult show is just better with guests all the time and uh it, it, it I don't I'm not good at having guests I'm just not not right now not the way this works because currently I'm home but if I have to go back on the road that makes it a nightmare even being home like being home I actually work later and work more often so it, it gets hard to to have guests you know that it becomes an issue there so um, you know r- retro cult well more than likely and this is not a definite because I missed Christmas retro like my favorite time of year is halloween and christmas and i've got to do halloween episodes of retro cult uh with the spooky family if you've not that's the best episodes i did if you've not listened to that go back listen to, like if i could just do a show with those guys and make it retro cult like that's what i would do uh 24 7 they're awesome uh their podcast is awesome check it out but um you know to 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 do retro cult it, it is a lot more fun with people like that and I wanted to have it back by Christmas because that is my favorite time of year especially movie wise especially retro wise but we didn't swing that this year and you know it is what it is uh, I would like to have been able to do that this year uh, but we did not and you know it's cool it it, it happens uh, but more than likely going forward there's a possibility that retro cult will just be a part of talk junkie and that's to say i'll do retro episodes on talk junkie and right now that seems like the most rational because again i can't do um 
with the you know guests and stuff. If I had a permanent co-host to where I could sit down and knock out four or five episodes in a weekend, it's amazing when you actually get phone calls, <coughs> especially when you're not expecting one that early in the morning. My day can start pretty early, so I'm sorry about that. But like I said, if I, if I had a permanent co-host where we could record three, four, five episodes in a weekend or something like that, schedule them to go out like that would be awesome and uh, you know uh because there's a lot of stuff i never got to cover on retro cult that i really want to cover old school wrestling 110 percent. christmas movies is a must a lot more music like you know that that's <clears throat> that's the plan so i went a long way to get back to this answer do you should you expect more videos like that? Yes. <clears throat> the thing about uh, I've kind of abandoned YouTube because I really don't get views at all. Um, I mean at all. But I'm not getting anything anywhere across the board right now. And that's why I kind of directed you to this episode because it's like, you know, give me, uh, you know, give me a little help here. You know, if you want that question answered, at least come to this podcast. Let me kind of explain what's what's going on because I do get a lot of people. Even though Retro Cult started out slow, it got to where it was doing pretty good. I think a lot of that was just having good guests and having good episodes. But, <clears throat> you know, it got to going pretty good. And there are people missing it. And it's like, okay, let me let me reach out to them. And what I'm thinking about doing is going back and replaying onto the uh, Talk Junkie podcast the Retro Cult episodes. And, and kind of let this, because one or at least one of them, was up on Talk Junkie to kind of get some crossover, but I think it'd be a good idea to allow for more of that crossover and to get <clears throat> people who only checked out Retro Cult, maybe get them over, but the people that listen to Talk Junkie kind of understand what Retro Cult is and, and what the plan would be for it going forward, but to, to do the video stuff, what I'm thinking about doing, and I've, I've always looked at this kind of backwards maybe, like um, I love going out and digging for this retro stuff and finding I found some cool stuff this week and like I always get in my head I need to make this big long video about it or this uh this two hour podcast about it and maybe that's not the right answer because the video you watched the weekend rental those are short videos and they're fun and they're easy to do and really in principle they don't have to have a a podcast episode with them, you know, to, to support them or anything, they're just they're kind of standalone, um, and and that's that's really cool to me. Like they can be a standalone thing, you know. It could just be a retro thing. So uh, I'm not going to do it on my personal. Um, well, let me let me let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Uh, if you want to find me on TikTok. Uh, I believe it's Author Jay Perkins or Author Jay Perk, something like And I know that's awful that I don't know. Let's look. Let's bring it up. Let's check a look, as my son used to say all the time. Let's check a look. It's at Author Jay Perk. That is my TikTok. I put some music stuff on there. I put some personal stuff. But if you go way down, not way down, but if you go down a little bit, the um, all of the retro cult talk junkie stuff is there and the weekend rentals are there. Uh, and, and so I think probably stuff like the, the retro stuff, I might put up there like the retro hunting stuff because I enjoy doing that. So if you're looking for that type of video, you know, stick with, um, 
that at least check out that TikTok and you know you'll you'll see some of that retro stuff and I might start posting it. The uh, the YouTube is still there for Talk Junkie, um, and and you can catch those videos there. Uh, maybe some shorter videos. I don't think putting whole episodes up of Talk Junkie on YouTube is really what I need to do. The only reason I ever did that is because there was a couple people who said that they listened, and just to be completely honest with you, it was far easier with the first uh, kind of stuff I used to podcast with before I got to Spreaker, and I cannot, or, or with Spreaker, instead of uh, Anchor like I'm using now, Spreaker was really handy for that because with Spreaker, it automatically put it on YouTube for me with a picture and everything. And that was cool. Anchor doesn't do that. If Anchor did that, there would still be episodes going up every time I do an episode. But they don't. But, you know, um, if you're really interested in in those videos, email me, authorjperk at gmail.com. Give me an idea kind of, you know, what, what about it was it? Was it just the retro aspect of it? Or was it, were you actually listening to the episodes? Because... Again, maybe Retro Cult can live on with Talk Junkie kind of simultaneously uh, and then me still be able to do kind of the shorter, quick videos and things of that nature. Uh, now, for people who may have come here because uh, some posts and stuff I've done and trying to circulate and get the audience from there to here, like if all you've ever heard is Retro Cult, Talk Junkie is a very different thing. It is. Um, but Talk Junkie has always had... An identity crisis. It, it's you know b- because I don't you like that bu- 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 because I don't make it one particular thing, and I don't think it's good for it to be one particular thing. I like that I can kind of do whatever I want and mix it up. And some people don't don't like that aspect of it. They 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 really don't. Um, but it, you know it just kind of is what it is. And um, I'm not pushing it to be this huge successful thing like. I'm not doing the things I used to do, the promotion. Like, I'm just doing a podcast. And, and numbers are a lot less. Like, the, it, you you, you don't think, if, you, if you're doing promotional stuff, I'm having such a hard time talking this morning. If you're doing promotional stuff and you don't think it, it works at all, like just quit doing anything and watch numbers. But also, like, I don't think I do this well enough or regularly enough or in a manner that it deserves promotion and stuff like if you listen cool like i need to get better at this in all facets of it i I really really feel that way um there's someone who's been a guest on the show in the past and i don't know that they want their name tied to this and i don't know that you know like I don't want them to people to be like, well, why are you hang up somebody attacks you like that? I don't, I don't think they're attacking me. Uh, actually, I know they're not. Like I, we had this discussion, and you know, they're like, the show is great when it's you by yourself and you're on. Like you're having a good day, you're having a good episode, and it flows. But sometimes they don't flow, but the show is equally as good when you've got good guests. And like that needs to be a regular component of the podcast. And I agree with that 110%. I really, really do. Um, and uh, I want I want that to happen. I really, I really do. Uh, as always, I've reached out to Spooky Family. Uh, I reached out to host of another show. 
she just she's super busy and she's not been able to get back with me and and I, I suck at emailing and she sucks at emailing. Uh, I reached out to Goose about um, his TikTok actually and, and really sitting down talking about the TikTok. I'd love to have Dirty Dan back on. Love to have Bowling Cox on. I I, I would love to have um, Eli uh, on because. He and I, it's been about a year. No, no, it's been longer. I don't even know how long it's been. The, Eli and I got together and somehow, out of the blue, ended up talking uh, about a topic that right now is really big. I, I've done four or five episodes on it. Um, I've talked about it everywhere I've went. Um, here to Bubblegum, just had a guest on that was talking about it. And the first conversation Eli and I ever had years ago, the conversation that led to me uh, really getting in contact with Here to Bubblegum and stuff was over the same topic. Uh, and right now, Graham Hancock's new episode is out. Um, and, you know, it's one of those few things that I'm addicted to. And it's one of those few things that I've got any real knowledge in, in the, the area as far as really putting time into it. I love Graham Hancock. I love Randall Carlson. Uh, I, I've, I've been a big fan of what Robert Schock tried to do, uh, you know, dating wise with the Sphinx. I, you know, it, it's it's odd. Like, you talk about these just weird connections in life, these weird, um, I forget what the word is. I used to, to joke about all the time because they said it so many times on this show called Hell You're... But just these uh, coincidences, you know, and, and everything's kind of lined up. So I reached out to Eli and, and I'm wanting to have him on and then also had him put me in contact with a scientist that I'd, I'd like to have on somebody uh, uh, worked at a college that he, he knew. Uh, you know, I've, I, there are guests I want to have and I do want guests to be a big part of this, um, of this show, you know. Just the, the reality is, again, the scheduling it's hard to find people that, you know, want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning on a random weekday and record an episode, and I don't blame them. And to be honest with you, uh, if we just started at 4, I don't know that I would have time to do it because most of the time I'm out of the house by 5, 5.30. And, and, and the the ugly truth of recording these episodes are an hour and a half episode can take two to two and a half hours, not just editing, just getting ready and this and that and getting everybody lined up. Like if you listen to shows like Here to Bubblegum that do a new episode every Sunday, live first on Twitch and then release it on um, the platforms. Like, you don't realize what kind of work those three put into that and what kind of dedication. There, there's never an excuse. And, like, like you you may be able to randomly off the top of your head think of, oh, yeah, well, I remember when they all three missed. And, but that's just because you're thinking of that one situation. 90% of the time, at least one or two of them's there. Uh, most of the time, three of them. And, and that's a big accomplishment, and that's a hard thing to do. And, you know, you look at Spooky Family, and I'm so I'm so worried these – this my, my one of my favorite podcasts is going to give up because I've been down that same road they are to where it feels like you're just never going to get to record and this and that. And I think creators are too hard on themselves. And I think sometimes listeners are, but 90% of the time I think listeners understand. I understand what – uh, they're going through and, and I hope that they power through that and make through it because life happens and it's hard it really is and you know that should show you two things one like it should show you you need to have some appreciation and some empathy for you know shows like that that are trying their hardest but I mean 
you don't understand the schedule and what these people do. And you also have to have a lot of respect and admiration for a show like Here to Chew Bubblegum that makes it happen week in and week out. That's that's a big thing. And then you've got a show like mine, like I easily just get lazy a lot of times and don't don't do what I need to do. But I have guest wise contacted Goose and Goose never says no. Like I feel guilty all the time. You have these friends in your life that are just better friends than you. And Goose is a better friend than I am. And, and Goose never says no. Like, Goose automatically is like, yeah, you know, when? And, and, you know, I don't have a date. But, you know, that that means a lot. And I know that as busy as Elliot is, like, if I call him, man, I really need you to do this show, that Elliot would find time to do that show. Because he's a good friend. He's a better friend than I am. And uh, I'm very fortunate to know those people and I reached out to Eli and Eli's schedule is a little hectic but he was ready to go he was ready to go that week and I was like whoa <laughs> I'm not uh but he was ready to go that week so no it, it's and obviously Mandy I think I can pretty well get Mandy on anytime and we do really good shows uh but Hoover's on the road working miserable out of town stuff right now but I'd really like to have Hoover back on Dustin Hoover uh Brando Van Joy uh, a guy that from the very first day I started podcasting was very instrumental in like kind of you know um, being supportive and encouraging and stuff and was right there like he's seen my first setup and stuff and somehow I've never managed to get him on and obviously uh, the other four horsemen reunion which at this point would just be three of us but that would be a great reunion show Myself, Jeremy Patrick, and JoJo would be an amazing show, and, and I would really, really love to to do that. Um, and and you know, there's a lot of guests I'd like to have on. So the I, I ramble so badly, and I apologize to these people who ask these questions. Yes, I I, I do think the show is better with guests, uh, and and yes, I'm always planning for those. I, I'd say Queen of the Flock's ready to. Just wipe her hands of me completely because I asked her and someone else on. I don't even know how long ago at this point. I even spoke about it on it. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't happen. It didn't pan out. And you know, I don't know. I don't. Uh, Malik. Malik did email and Malik did reach back out. Um, I'm not going to read his email because it is personal. Uh, but he is still here. Uh, and he is still listening and my friend I, I hope things get better I really really do uh, you're a good person and you're someone that I can disagree with and still feel perfectly comfortable talking to at any point in time and and I appreciate that and I'm glad that you got you know you got what I was talking about and you made me feel better about it and and you know you told me yes you are insane Yes, you are taking that wrong. And and you need that sometimes. You need people to remind you sometimes that it's just you're, you know, you're a little bit, you're a little bit insane. You, you know, you are. Um, so, yes, I'm looking at yes, most definitely. Uh, and, and like I said, I've talked to them. It's, it's a matter of schedule. You're not always going to get guests on the show. It's a matter of schedule. Um, yes, there's been a lot of episodes lately. You're not always going to get this big flood of episodes. Uh, unless it's like, that, and that's another thing, you know, some people just want the 8 to 20 minute episodes, 30 minute episodes. Some people want the two hour 
ramblers. Some people want the interview stuff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, uh, Malik did ask whatever came of the Ingersoll Lockwood stuff. Um, really, I'd like to get Goose on and just do an Ingersoll Lockwood episode with Goose. Uh, this is all because of um, here to chew bubblegum. Even like back into the 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 Cronkite date. It would be awesome to have Cronkite and Goose and, and maybe Elliot on and, and really sit down and kind of look at this from four different perspectives. Um, you know, but but Goose and Cronkite really got me kind of looking at like what is this and and then um, the two best probably the two best YouTube videos I ever did and two of the highest rated podcasts for a long time that I had done uh, or one of the highest rated podcasts I'd done in a long time because I did two videos on Ingersoll Lockwood and then I did the podcast uh, basically I believe it's a scam and uh, excuse me and I think it's proven itself to be a scam uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt <clears throat> and that's out there so um, you know, uh, go 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 to the YouTube page. Check out both of the YouTube videos I did, and then check out the podcast. And if there's enough interest and enough people write in and and Goose or, or Goose and Cronkite or all any of those guys be willing to do it, we'll we'll check that out uh, and try to get that done. But show wise, you know, I think people always like show updates, and they always like to have their mail and stuff. Uh, and questions answered and it's cool for me to be able to do it and it's cool that people want it and I enjoy it and the email is talkjunkie at gmail.com it was author Jay Perk on TikTok now that TikTok's not really got a ton of stuff dedicated dedicated to Talk Junkie uh, I, like I said we, we no longer have the Facebook page um, you know it really I have thought about a show, TikTok, and I might do that at some point, but I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. We are the week approaching Christmas. And to me, ever since I was little, Christmas is one of the most magical things in the world to me. I, I, I love Christmas from the movies to the music, um, the decorations, everything. And I, I was a big fan of Christmas when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I, probably 19 and 20 were just not, I don't know. I didn't have that. Once I got, you know, you have the kid and and you get married, like it started to come back, and then by the time my daughter was, you know, four, five, six, like it was full on, and she never really was super into Christmas, like not fanatically like I was. Now I've got a eleven-year-old uh, son. Uh, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. That is the disadvantage of doing these so early in the morning. Now I've got an 11-year-old son who is as obsessed with, with Christmas as me. And I, and I don't mean gifts and things of that nature. I mean the tree and the atmosphere and the the thought of Christmas. And that's a big thing, like the thought of Christmas, what it actually is, watching the movies and stuff. Neither of my kids were just 
like I want this, I want this, like they were always all hard to buy for, <clears throat> or both hard to buy for, and still are, which my daughter's an adult. <clears throat> she actually just got engaged. Uh, I, I'm still not emotionally recovered. Because, like, everybody wants, nobody wants to see their kids grow up. Everybody wants to see them be happy. And, like, it's hard. It, it, it is because, like, it, it's it just another step confirming that, yeah, that's not your, your little kid anymore. But, like, my son right now, it's almost Christmas. Like, there's, he doesn't want some big expensive toy. Like, you know, he wants some plushes. That's about it. And, and a game here and there. But, like, he he's just so pumped about the ideal and the thought of Christmas. That matters to him. And to me, that's that's cool because that's really what, what matters to me, you know. And, and that's what makes it fun to me is the experience of Christmas. But, you know, Christmas comes in a cold, dark time of year. And seasonal depression is real. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, probably an over-repeated and overstated um, statistic that far too many people commit suicide this time of year, you know, and and suffer with depression really deeply during the holidays. You know, you see these pictures float around all the time. You know, it's Robin Williams and, and you know... Um, can't even think now and because I don't want to be disrespectful I just don't have a good memory think it maybe Mac Mac Miller the rapper I think maybe him but like it'll show these people who committed suicide and they're all smiling and happy especially somebody like Robin Williams like you know this um or Phil Hartman I'm sorry Phil Hartman this um you know it was Phil. I see my memory so bad. I, I, I'm completely screwed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take this out. It'll just be a testament to how bad my memory is. Because and like nervous, like nervousness. Once I realize I'm starting to have a glitch in my memory, because if I wasn't recording this, I could remember it at any point. But the point is, point is, these really happy people who committed suicide. So the face of depression is not always going to be a sad face. You know. Uh, it's, Jim Carrey always strikes me as a very sad person until this recent enlightenment of his. And he's a very funny person. Uh, you know, he's a comedian, obviously. And I think, obviously, comedy can be used to mask and hide things. I think that's, you know, understood and accepted. But, um, you know, this time of year is hard on people. And if you have friends that you're worried about and things like that, like, some people have problems. Like, I, I myself feel like I have problems. Not problems to the point that I need to reach out, but problems to the point that I'm not always the guy that will reach out. Like, no, I'm not depressed to the point that I'm going to be an issue to myself or somebody else. But I get a little sad and a little down. Not really at Christmas because I love Christmas, but just in general. Uh, and it, it, it can be, you know, I just get in funk sometimes. So if you're not that person that's able and 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 ready to reach out to people, that's okay. Like you, you don't don't beat yourself up over it. But if you're one of those people that you're in a really good spot right now and you're doing really good, make that move and reach out to somebody that you can tell is in a really low bad spot. Because there's been times that I've reached out to people, even when I was out of my comfort zone because I wasn't feeling good, and like I could tell it made a difference. I could tell, oh this 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 helped them, you know, and. Because, like, you may know someone better than other people, and you may be able to tell something other people can't tell about them. Because there, there was somebody recently I could tell was really down, and I don't think other people could see it. 
but I could see it, you know, and, and it's not, you're not going to be that way with everybody. You may not even be that way with your best friends. You may not be that way with family members. Just sometimes they're just people that you, you can kind of get a reading and an understanding of. So, you know, reach out to those people when, when you can and it's possible and don't, don't hesitate to be there for those people if, if they need you, you know, and, and if you feel like you're able to do it. Don't put undue stress upon yourself. You know, it is, it is Christmas. And, uh, you know, I want everyone to have a very happy holiday. And I want everyone to, to really just live life. Just experience these days up to and during the holidays. Just experience them to the best of your ability. Not about obviously presence or this or that just about the experience and about the people and have a, a good time with it and 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 be thankful more than anything for the people in your life i'm very thankful for that and i'm very very fortunate for that and those those people uh not just family but friends in my life um and enjoy the season because it's an opportunity to either be a kid again or be with family or whatever the case may be. Um, I think I enjoy it for all those reasons. I, I really, I really do. Um, and just some quick, you know, I didn't get to do a retro cult like I wanted to this year. So just some quick things that really need to be covered. Um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So is Lethal Weapon. But so is Gremlins, and I don't even know how that one's debatable. Um, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation is an amazing Christmas movie, but it's not automatically the best. It's actually a two-way tie between it and Scrooge with Bill Murray. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas is better than it's given credit before, and it's better than you think it is, so re-watch it. You know what I mean? Um... There's a reason why TNT showed 24 Hours of a Christmas Story, and it was a good one, and I encourage it to be done. Elf is better than I thought it was when it initially came out, and I do really enjoy it. Um, watch good movies and have a good time with your family, and <clears throat> I, I want to thank everyone from when it was a bunch of people all the way down to now when it's just a few for being at least some reason for Talk Junkie to keep going and to still be here. If one person listens, then I guess it's it's worthwhile. And I always know Bowen's listening. Like, I do. And I, I, I'm going to tell you something. And, and, and I have to do this without really going too far behind the curtain. Uh, I've known Bolin, I mean, like all of my life that I can remember, you know, early grade school on. Um, we weren't best friends. We weren't best friends in grade school. We weren't best friends in high school. Um, there were times I loved him. There were times I wanted to choke him because he is... God's greatest creation in regards to being a troll when he wants to be. It's actually 
few years back, quite a few now, I guess, but a few years back that bowling really come back into my orbit and really trying to get me worked up nonstop. It's all he was doing. I, I don't think it was because he liked me or wanted to talk to me as a person. I think it's because he wanted to get me worked up because uh, I used to be easier worked up, and he's so good at it. It took me so long to learn that. But he and I and another person started just really communicating a lot and podcasting a lot and um, really spiked my interest in podcasts. And some of my favorite podcasting I've ever done was not on Talk Junkie. It was on this other person's podcast. Well, it, it, was, it was on Raven uh, Television Attic because like it, it was fun and it was infuriating that I would go on with no intention of getting upset and no intention of being stressed out and yet he would he would do that he would do that to me every single time I mean and and he was uh, a master at it and this other person like I say like it's weird to mention people especially because Brad is the other person he's passed away now I, I don't I always want to bring people into my crap stories and, and my existence because like I worry about their desire to be associated with me. You know, I don't think Brad would be ashamed to be associated with me. But, you know, I just, I had such a good time on that. And we started this chat. And it was me and and Brad and, and Bowen. And it become the dominant chat on my messenger. By far. Like, that was who I was going to talk to on a daily. But now, look, there's no way I'm ever going to be as close with Brad or Bowling as those two were with each other. Um, it was a beautiful thing, that relationship. It really, really was. And, you know, the day that Brad passed away, I think it was the day before, I had sent a message to that chat group, and Bowling had sent a message to that chat group, and, and no respond response from from Brad because I think they were both directed at Brad but I think Brad had messaged Bowling privately at some point in there or before that maybe but you know when I found out that Brad had passed away my my first reaction wasn't like to me Brad was gone and so I wasn't worried about Brad because, you know, there was nothing. I, but I was worried about Bowen because of his loss. Brad was my friend, and it hurt me, you know. And if it had been me that passed instead of Brad, then, you know, I think it would have hurt Brad and Bowen. You know, if it had been Bowen that passed at that time, there's even now, I mean, just being, even now, there's no way... My hurt could have compared to what Brad's hurt would have been. Those two just have a, a special relationship, you know. And I was worried about bowling. And something changed. Not that we weren't friends before. I don't know. But something changed. For me, it was an appreciation of people. It really was. Because I had lost my best friend. I lost my best friend Derek a long time ago. And then to see... Another friend, somebody that I'd grown really close through, to have to go through something very similar to what I had to go through, and took it like a like a champ. 
that that hurt me, and and I was able to identify with that, and it gave me a greater appreciation for bowling. And mentioned him a lot on this show. You know, there's days that I I feel like I bother other people, where I make up scenarios in my head to where I can make anybody mad at me in my head and not like me and not like. I can degrade myself through the eyes of others in my own head to a level that I'm like, I can't even message this person because there's no way they're going to respect me enough to talk to me. Not based on their feelings or something they've said. Based on my thoughts. I do it it with my wife. I do it with Goose. I do it with uh, the entirety of the Spooky family. I do it with people all the time. I do it with my friend Mandy. I do it with my friend Hoover. I do it all the time, but I never do it with Bowling. And the reason is, he's never, I don't know, he, he's, a, he's a different cat. He, he really, really is. And I'm going to tell you, I've got a chat group now, Bowling and myself and, and uh, Goose from Here to Chew Bubblegum. And uh, we've got one with us and Dirty Dan. And I've got a chat group with... Myself and the Spooky family, and um, that's not possible without podcasting. That that special friendship that I found with Bolin, in a way, led to finding Goose, which led to finding Cronkite, which led to finding the Spooky family, and I, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I can't imagine not having Goose and and Dan and and Here to Chew Bubblegum. I I can't even for a moment imagine not being able to send a picture of whatever stupid retro thing I found that week to the Spooky family. And I can't imagine not being able to talk to both. And God, I suck. I get emotional so easy. Um, your friends are really important. And I try to justify to people why I sit and do this podcast and do it all the time. When it's not successful. Because I've had people that I really think a lot of. People that I really consider my friends and I still do. And I think that'll go, why, why, are you, why are you doing this? Like, it makes no sense. You're not Joe Rogan. You don't have guests on. You don't have anything profound to say. You're not making any money. And then, like, you know, a couple of them I've showed, like, I, I, before I made the switch to Anchor, I showed them those numbers on Spreaker, and they're like, wow. Then I, that first initial switch to Spreaker, like, two grand in downloads in the first, I don't know, like, it was a week or two. And they were like, Wow. And then, like, I've showed some of them, they're like, how's the podcast going? Oh, it's not as good. Still getting good numbers. I'm like, oh, you know, I had a nine-person listen, a 22-person listen, uh, a four-person listen, and one of them was me listening back to check the playback. They're like, why do you still do this? Why Why would you, why would you, like, what's the, what's the purpose in it? The purpose in it was for people like, like the very first episode. I mentioned this a million times. I'll mention it a million more. The only words I've ever said on this podcast and any other more than the words Unger Dries is 
the other Four Horsemen podcast. That first episode, me and JoJo and Jeremy and Josh, like, Josh has passed away now. And he was a good friend in high school, and we reconnected doing that episode when I hadn't seen him in years. And JoJo's like a brother to me. I love him as much as I love any of my own flesh and blood. That episode is always there. It'll always be special to me. And when closer we get to 200, I'm going to play it again. And it's it's special. And it always will be. And you can never take that experience away. You know, be doing my show at, at the same time as being on Raven Television Addict and stuff, you can't take that away. Reconnecting with bowling and, and building a bond that we never had before, you can't take that away. Meeting Goose, the most unselfish, sweetest human being I've ever met in my life, you can't take that away. To meet the Spooky family and, like, there's nobody I want to impress more podcast-wise than the Spooky Like, there's not... I, I love their show, and I, I think it is everything I ever wanted, just like as good as it is, and the way it flows, and the way it works, and the way it's put together, and the production and stuff. Like it, it's it's everything you can aspire to be, podcasting wise, and that's irreplaceable to have those friends and to have met them. You, you know, I, I I did an episode with Mandy and an episode with Hoover. Both of those, both about music. So like, I think back on those conversations all the time. The episode me and Mandy done live from the uh, Newt Part 2, 2.0 or whatever. I think back on that conversation all the time. Like, you can't, you can't replace it. The episode I recorded with my son, and I can't remember if it's, it's the episode that's available on uh, iTunes, but not on YouTube, I believe. One of the old episodes. But that, like... If I live another 50 years and I can go back and listen to that with him, like, that's that's an experience that you can't take away, you know? So, yeah, it's not glamorous, and no, I'm not successful, but I found something I love doing. That was the first step. And then I worked through... I got to the point to where it was not an obligation. It was enjoyment. I don't worry about schedule. I don't worry about how many. I don't worry about listeners. I just do it. That makes it rewarding. I can't remember now, and I'm going to try to pull it up, and I'm probably going to to butcher it. But now that I'm sitting here, th- this seems even more... Um, I don't remember who said this, but to be completely honest with you, but it says, destroy the idea that you got to be good at artistic things to enjoy them. That every hobby has to become something you're so good at, you can monetize it. That's a capitalist lie. Sing off-key, draw poorly, write badly. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not monetized. You're not a product. But that's how, I mean, I had a YouTube page and I was running ads. And and not that there's anything wrong. Like, you should do that as a podcast if that's part of what you enjoy about it. It's just not for me. 
when I enjoy his experience. And I'm thankful for that. And to me, that's, you know, one thing that Christmas, Thanksgiving, every day of the year should all have in common is find that thing that you can be thankful for, the thing that makes you happy. This is it. I'm not going to pay the bills with it. I had that delusion. I really did at the beginning. I really thought, you know, one day I might pay the bills with it. And, man, you know, what if I, if I did, that'd be awesome. But I'm not going to. And that's okay. And I've heard people say, well, if you accept defeat like that, you never I don't need it to. If it does, it does. If it don't, but I don't need it to. I need it to be exactly what it is. Now, I do believe that there's small things I can do that I would enjoy that would add to people's enjoyment of the show, like the video, like the guests. That's why I mentioned those in the first segment, and that's, that's why I'm kind of bringing it back now. But it's Christmas, and I'm going to release this on Christmas Day. And I love all my family, and I love all my friends, and I absolutely love and adore all the people that came through my life through podcasting and um, you know I, I'm, I'm very very fortunate and very lucky and everybody's always looking for a way to be happy you know even, even me all the time you know doesn't matter how good life gets sometimes you got to remind yourself man look at my family man look at my kids look at how good this is just a quick story the other day uh it was i don't know i would have to look today is the 19th i'll go ahead and tell you i'm recording i'm releasing this on the 24th but today's the 19th so that means on the 13th tuesday the 13th of december well, let's go back. Let's go to uh, Saturday, the 10th of December. I saw the base. The base has been laying around my house forever. It's useless. I mean, I wouldn't use it as a spare. I sold an excellent base in great shape. Just didn't need it. I was going to put that money back for a different instrument I was going to use after the first year to mess around with a little solo project I've been dealing with. Put the money in my bill for I never packed cash in my bill for I always got a card. It was on the 10th. On the 12th, had a little issue with my Jeep coming to work. Get to work. And we'll start. Work 15 hours Tuesday. That's just on the job. It's not counting getting up at 5 and then getting home, showered, and in bed and all that. It's on the job. It's 15 hours. It was cold. It sucked. And I was here. Vehicle didn't run for any of that. So... Actually, about 5, 30, 6 o'clock that day, I try to boost it again and can't. So I just go ahead and call the tow truck. The tow truck shows up, gives me the amount. I might like, put it on a card. And he's like, man, you'll have to call back. It's a fee, blah, blah, blah. I'll need you to do that before I can take it. And I'll look in the little pocket of my billfold, and I've got this cash from this base. And it's, it's enough. Actually, it's $10 more than I need. So I pay. He hauls it. I end up getting the Jeep fixed. Whatever. My wife says, man, that's really crap luck. And I'm like, no, it's really good luck. I would never have cash in my pocket anymore. I didn't need that base. It's just sitting around. 
I just sold it for some extra cash. Extra cash I didn't really need at the time. I mean, you always obviously use extra cash. But at that particular moment in time, didn't have to have it. Didn't really need it. At the moment in time when that Jeep got towed, I needed it. And I needed it bad. And there it was. I could go, oh, man, I lost my base and lost the hundred and some dollars and blah, 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 blah. And my vehicle, and where I can look at it is, look how fortuitous that really was. How awesome it was that it happened that way. It's finding that good in life. And when you listen to this day after Christmas or whenever you listen, they put it up Christmas Eve. I don't know. Find that good in life because there's a lot of it. And no matter how much it seems like it's not true or no matter how many people tell you it's not, even when Bolin tries to tell me sometimes it's not, I know he knows better more good in life than bad and if there's not you should at least strive to make more good than you produce bad I appreciate you all because because of you all there is this show this show means the world to me exactly as it is not as anything more not as anything less exactly as what it is means the world to me and if the world ends before this airs and no one else hears it, at least I got to say it. And that means a lot. Uh, I'm wishing you the merriest of Christmases. And I hope that it's a beautiful, wonderful day for you all. Don't suck. Don't die. And be good to people. This is Josh White, and you were asking about favorite cover songs. Well... Here's one that I, I kind of think is my favorite, uh, and I didn't even know that it was a cover song until, you know, several years ago, is Love Hurts by Nazareth. Um, I did not realize that the Everly Brothers had actually did that song first, um, but Nazareth pretty much made it their own when they recorded Love Hurts. I mean, there's a lot more emotion in the song, you know. It's very iconic also, in a way. Um, you can just feel the pain in Carl Sentence's voice when he's singing that song. And Nazareth truly made it their own. So my favorite cover song, Love Hurts by Nazareth. <laughs>